Can I make the noise now? Yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baby. <laughs> What's he wearing? Let me put your panties to the side. I'm going to make you feel alright. Because I'm going to give you what you need. Yeah. Mommy, you remind me of something. What is he wearing? Huh. Huh. <laughs> I'm the real no lie. I don't know but what you just might just my tap. I didn't Oh my that, fucking god. <laughs> I know we're a little late with this song, but we started talking about it because on the way here I was listening to a podcast and the podcast ran out, so on my phone, like I have it plugged into the USB. So it just defers back to the radio because that was like what was on before the podcast. When the podcast right. ended, yeah. And this song was on, and it's old. I mean, it's not super old, but it's been around. And I'd never paid attention to the lyrics, and I pretty much hit it right at the very beginning. And I was like two minutes from your house, so I was listening to it, and I was like, "These lyrics are so fucking creepy." Yeah. And we just watched the video, which might be rapier than the song, uh, which is hard to do. The course or the pre-course one, according to this lyrics that I went to. Is pull your panties to the side. I'm gonna make you feel all right. I'm gonna show you what you need. What is that? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I get what he's like gonna. What he's trying to say is he's gonna fuck this girl, right? Sure. Um, but but he's saying like in the creepiest, yeah, exactly. like date rapiest Why? way. You don't ever. Hey, look, first look. of all, tell a girl what she's gonna need. No, no. <laughs> like, oh God, no! Please don't. Like, you can't do that without sounding weird. Yeah. Hey, you need no, this kiss. Like, okay, like, I guess if you're, like, in, like, the, like, if you guys are already in the middle of doing that, like, you know, if you're already, like, in the throes of passion or whatever, <laughs> and you say something like, you know, like, whatever, that that's not as creepy. But if you're just hanging out, <laughs> dancing around like a fucking idiot, in LA looking, <laughs> looking like, uh, looking like the Lemonheads kid, only black, <laughs> um, then you shouldn't be walking around the girls telling them you're going to take their underwear and just yank it to the side. Because right, that's what you need. And then fuck them. Even though I assume what Chris Brown actually means by that is he's going to give them a wedgie and punch them in the face. Right, exactly. Can you picture, like, if you're on a date with a girl, like, in a car, picture if, like, rap and R&B applied to real life every day. I'd never go on a date with a girl. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, what? Turtle, turtle. <laughs> no, anyway, what um, do you say? Picture like if R&B and rap applied to real life and you're like yeah. like at the movies with a girl and you're driving her home and like you're like, is it okay if I give you a good night kiss? You never kiss her. She's like, oh, I don't know. You're like, you need it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You get arrested. You're, you're like, well, you sit in the car and then yeah. and like, like you turn, like you turn to her and you're like, you're to, you know, you're talking and like, you're having a nice time and whatever. Just like, you know, and she, she says she had a good time and you're just like, well, okay, let me run something by you real quick. Uh, I'm gonna pull your panties <laughs> aside, and I'm gonna make you feel all right. I'm gonna show you what you need. You need. <laughs> You'd be in prison. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, some weird guy pops up in the back and starts rapping like that. I don't real no lie. <laughs> yeah, and you like, and if R&B and hip hop applied to real life, you would say stuff like that, and then as soon as you dig, your friend would pop up in the back yeah. seat and start rapping at the girl. Yeah. <laughs> 
And maybe this is a, f- a future I do want to listen. The 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 other thing I noticed about that video was like, hey, when did everyone become the laziest dancers ever? There's literally <laughs> yeah. a part where a guy is in the middle of one of those dance lines, like you saw on Soul Train or something like that, where he has his head up, like pointing at the ceiling. He's staring at the ceiling and he's just waving his arms at his side, like, <laughs> like, like he doesn't have any motor skills left and he's about to fall over, and. And there, there's also a part where the guy's just standing there and a girl's dancing about seven inches in front of him and he's just like shaking his head yes <laughs> like that. But she's the he's one a, dancing? That's a, not a He's about to show what she needs. Ugh. And then there's oh. a part where a guy literally takes a huge, a huge bottle of vodka and Which just like obviously water. turns it upside down yes. and starts drinking. And it's like, first of all, no. Yeah, that's water. If that ever happens, you are throwing up immediately after that. I don't give a shit how much of an alcoholic that, you that, are. That guy took a much of a gulp that he was drunk in 45 seconds. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Have you ever seen, there's actually a guy on YouTube that takes like full bottles, of like every clear alcohol like that and drinks them all in one drink. And it's definitely real. Like he opens yeah. it and like unseals it. Yeah. But it's like crazy. I don't know how he's not dead. And he's like done other stuff that's not alcohol. He's like a bottle of Everclear, and he chugs it all in one drink. Like yeah. this guy just has this crazy stomach. But you literally see in thirty seconds in this YouTube video him like get drunk. It's like the weirdest, oh yeah, not just it's kind of actually creepy and sad. Not just get drunk, like alcohol poisoning, Black, drunk blackout. Like, <laughs> like but like in thirty seconds, yeah. not like over the course of anything. He just like it all hits him, and it's just like and his not, eyes roll back. I guess I understand wanting to be. I guess famous on the internet or whatever. Not really. I don't really understand. I don't know. It's not but, like that guy's making any money off that. No. What company's like, that guy can chug a whole bottle of Everclear. Oh, man. That's <laughs> when we always say you should drink responsibly. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, let's sponsor this guy. Let's get fucking sued. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, no, I think he's just crazy. Like Guys like that. Some people definitely probably do it for fame or internet fame, which definitely exists now. I mean, people are like legitimately Vine famous. Yeah, which but a fucking whatever. idiot in a polo shirt on a rap video is not <laughs> doing that. And it's just also I, as much as I like sometimes like Drake and sometimes don't, Same. I hate him for what he's done to rap. All yeah. these rappers that want to sound like him because he's popular. Yeah, with those like spacey beats and yeah. that like terrible flow that doesn't make any that, sense. Like, like singy rap flow. Yeah, like that. Like. He he says one line, and then he waits like two seconds, then says the next one, and it's like, can't you just rap? What happened? Like that you, flow is that is one of the worst flows. That and like the Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, Drake flow, mm-hmm. where you know what I mean. Like where it'd be like, I was driving down the street, yellow line, looking yeah. for something to eat, dinner time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I could probably sell that. I just freestyle. Sell it to McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Welcome to uh, Big Snackers number 40. Yeah. 40. And I checked before I got here, so I know that I'm right. Yeah. And we have a new studio. Justin has a new place. And uh, we're celebrating 40 years of doing this podcast. Yeah, 40 whole years. Congratulations to us. Thank it's amazing. You. Um, you know. A lot of podcasts haven't been around for 40 years. <clears throat> Some would say none. the medium hasn't been around for 40 years. And that's why we're so progressive. Yeah. Episode number 40. We do one a year. And here it is. Yeah. Thanks for listening. So, uh, All right, bye. let's talk about the last year. <laughs> no, uh, we have a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Not good stuff. Some good stuff. Um, well, what's you just moved. How was your week? How was your moving? Oh, it's fine. I like moved in, um, when I move, I move in stages. So if I take stuff over and I set it up and then I go back and I get some more and when I come back over, I set it up. 
So that, that way at the end of when I'm done moving, I don't have to set up a bunch of shit all at Everything's once. Everything's done, right? Yeah. Because <clears throat> I can't stand, like, the worst thing about moving is when you first pack everything up and then you're staring at a bunch of boxes like, I don't want to fucking do this. Absolutely. Then you move them to the new place and you're staring at them going, I don't want to fucking do this. Right. So it's better just to do it in small bites and that way it's all done. So, like, on Friday, I took the day off. But I was done moving by like 11 in the morning because I only had about three more things to move. Right. And then I just sat around the rest of the day, <clears throat> like waiting for uh, my friend to get off uh, Craig to get yeah. over my house so he could move my mattress and my couch and stuff. But uh, yeah, I had already been done. And then I made the mistake of eating Jack in the Box breakfast. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right before you move a bed. Yeah, well, I mean, it was hours before then, but well, still. I, that's, that'll last you for hours. Sometimes. No, it will. It's yeah. fucking awful. <laughs> Depends on uh, the time and day. But no, you know what? It really isn't that bad. I just making a joke about it. It wasn't that terrible. But like, they honestly don't need to make their sandwiches as big as they are. Yeah, their breakfast like the double deckers and stuff. Well, like I'm talking about, I just got the regular grilled sandwich. I was like, oh, it's probably just gonna be just a regular hand like. Regular sandwich you get like anywhere as far as a breakfast sandwich goes. Right. No, it was seriously like if you can <laughs> a little more. There's a super sausage between two pancakes. The, basically, <laughs> I mean, but it was seriously like Texas toast that was six inches across, so yeah. it was like that thick and like that long. And then they had um, it was like bacon and ham and egg and cheese, but I didn't want ham. I don't want ham for breakfast. I just don't. Um, I'm okay with it. I don't want it from a fast food restaurant. No. For breakfast or lunch or dinner. But I, I like okay, I yeah, I guess I take that back. I don't mind like ham and eggs when it's like a like a ham steak. Sure. Right. But this is like ham like deli sliced ham. That's like gross. lunch meat that yeah, they're just putting on there. It's that's like, not even breakfast. No. That's just... And it's like I feel like this the eggs and then uh yeah, so then I just sat around and then um I basically I got to enjoy my weekend because I didn't have anything to move anymore after Friday. So right, and it was a long weekend, so it was nice. Yeah, I never I'm never one to ever defend McDonald's because it's the grossest, sketchiest place ever. But I love their breakfast. But I always feel bad about it after I eat it. It always tastes really good. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. Even when you get like the stupid egg white thing, doesn't and stuff, matter. It doesn't matter. It's no. still like five million calories, and it is. And like, because you never know what's in McDonald's. No, it doesn't matter. Like, no, those egg white things, they're just just—they're probably just frozen discs they have back there. I was going to say, I believe their egg whites to their sausage, like their cheeseburgers, all could probably come from the same place. Oh, yeah, I guarantee I don't know it. what it is, and it all tastes good. That's the thing about McDonald's. People are like, it's gross, it's gross. It's sketchy. I don't recommend it. I would never endorse it. No. But I don't think anything there tastes bad, but that's why it freaks me out. No, that's the problem. I think McDonald's is, actually tastes yeah. pretty good. It's like, but that's the problem is it's engineered to taste. Right, and that's why it's so sketchy Yeah, and why I would never recommend it. Is you can give me a double cheeseburger, I make chicken, nuggets, anything, McDonald's. Like, I think it's delicious. Yeah. Like, not delicious. You know, I mean, it's not gourmet, but like, no. if I, it's good. Yeah, it just but tastes it like be. a thing. You feel yeah. terrible, and it's so cheap. And this is the thing, is it always just tastes like McDonald's, and it doesn't matter yeah. where you go. It isn't yeah. like when you have, like, little chains, like, around your city where there's, like, three locations, and all of them kind of taste different because right. they're just making stuff there. Exactly. The McDonald's, like, if you go here or anywhere else, it's going to taste almost basically exactly the same. I would say exactly the same. Yeah, because it's, it's engineered. Like, and that's the weird thing is, like, I hate that is, like, that – food is engineered like but it is you know yeah. it's like how doritos are engineered to always taste exactly the same and they have like scientists they pay tons of money to come up with all these crazy flavors yeah. we were talking about that the other day at my house is it's funny that like nowadays like 
it's a good thing to buy organic foods. When you think about how funny that is, that that basically just means that it's real. Yeah. It's a good thing to buy real food. That's like, literally yeah. what it is, yeah. though, is like, because like, you shouldn't be able to buy some foods at certain times of the year. So when you really think about how crazy our country is, like, we were at Waffle House the other day, and I was just watching them like dump sausage and bacon and bacon and sausage. And usually I don't think about stuff like that, but I was like, there aren't enough like cows and pigs and stuff. When you think about every Waffle House in the country, then times every other restaurant, yeah. and how much meat and food we eat per day. Yeah. It's insane, and it's terrifying. Oh, yeah, it's not. I'm not like a vegetarian. I don't care. I eat meat. I like to do whatever you want. <clears throat> but it's just, it's so well, it's crazy. Because other countries aren't really like that. No. And that's why it's so creepy. It's like, not a sustainable way to run a society. That's no, the thing. It's not. And I was uh, also at Frisch's yesterday, and they had the breakfast bar. And I was watching them dump sausage links after sausage link in these huge trays. Yeah. And I was eating them. Like, I got the breakfast bar, and I was still like, this is gross. Yeah. Like, thinking about this, and like, there's not that many pigs on the planet. I don't care if there's billions, like, to supply all these restaurants daily. Yeah. These crazy thousands amounts of sausage links and bacon and sausage patties. Yeah. And get Every day of the week. Everything. Every day. Eight hours a day because yeah. it starts at like six and ends at two. At two so. on the weekends. And how the like, fuck? Why do they have a? Why is their breakfast bar till two o'clock? Like only on Saturday and Sunday. I know, but what kind of asshole? Is eating like, breakfast. Oh, it's one thirty. Got to get up there real quick. Yeah. We got half an hour, baby. Ugh. Let me ask you. A I mean, their breakfast is fine. Breakfast bar is okay. It's it's, it's fine. I I mean, I ate it. It is one of the most inconsistent things ever, though. Yeah. Because they're one of the few places. Like, if you go one place, their their shitty breakfast bar is really shitty, and then if you go to our place, their shitty breakfast bar is pretty decent. Right. And well, here's the thing about a big boy breakfast bar is I I ate it yesterday, so obviously I can't say anything. But it's never like you get it and you're like, oh, this is delicious. It's just no, like, absolutely it's like six, fucking it's not. It's like six bucks. Yeah. It is what it is. It tastes okay, and you get filled well, up, and you're same. good. That's, I mean, all, that's what it is. It's the same as, like, I used to make, I used to have this joke about, because I went to a Shoney's when I was down south, and, like. Why did you do that? Because they had a breakfast bar, and we okay, wanted to go somewhere right. cheap. <laughs> but the best is their breakfast bar on and said, all you care to eat, instead of, like, all what? you can eat, or all you want to eat, or whatever, all you care to eat, which is funny, because, like, once you taste the food, it's like, I don't care to eat any of this fucking shit. <laughs> That's how they make like, their money. They're yeah. brilliant. All they you are. care to eat is none. Yeah. You take a bite, and you're done. Yeah. You paid them your $6, and you had literally walked up. This is the greatest. Their breakfast bar is so fucking low rent and stupid that you walk up to it, and, like, well, first of all, like, whatever they... Like, I guess they had just put all the eggs in one thing and cooked it, like, in the oh, oven or whatever. Yeah. So the middle was, like, almost frozen solid. Okay. Uh, and then uh, if you walked over to the other side, like, they had, like, pancakes, you know, or whatever, which is fine. But they were totally, like, just frozen pancakes that heated up. Right. But then they didn't even try with the waffles. They just had boxes of Eggos and toasters next <laughs> no, to them. No, they didn't. Like, you were in a fucking hotel. <laughs> and it's, like... I'm supposed to do this? What is, like... Wait, you had to heat it up yourself? Yeah. The, no. Yeah. That's, yes. not, that's not a breakfast buffet. Yeah. That makes freshness sound like a gourmet <laughs> yeah, restaurant. Yeah, it does. It makes it sound like a five-star fucking, like, the Hilton or something like that. Egos. Waffles usually have... I mean, hotels have better than Egos. Generally. They have real batter and stuff. Yeah. You should make your own. That's amazing. Yeah. It's the greatest. Shout out to you, Shonies. Yeah. You Way to go. sponsor us. Way to go. Yeah. Uh, I want that creepy fucking bear on all like, no, the website. no. So the big news this week, I think we obviously need to talk about, is the most amazing looking movie ever, Into the Storm. <laughs> That's big news. That's the big news. I mean, news it came out. Is that 
Yeah, that's big news. Have you seen that? It's like Twister, but with no good actors. <laughs> Literally, and... yeah. There's one good actor in it, and it's only he's and he's a comedian, and he's not even in movies like that usually, which is Matt Walsh from the Upright Citizens Brigade. Right. But everybody else in it is literally like the most low rent. Like I remember seeing the preview for End of the Storm, yeah, and I was like, "What? What is this Twister? What is this new Twister movie?" And then it was like, "No actors you cared about." No. And, and the, the one and the girl and the girl that played uh, Rick's wife in The Walking Dead that everyone fucking hated. Right. <laughs> so why would anyone go see a movie where she's starring in it? I don't know how that movie did, but it could not have done well. Oh, I mean, I mean you should can... look it up. I'm curious. How did End of the Storm do? Watch it made like six billion dollars. No, I think it didn't even come in in the top ten. I bet. Really. Well, it probably did because it was new. But say top ten, maybe. But we'll see. We're looking right now. Mm-hmm. 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 Box it? office. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy is back at number one this weekend. Back at number one. Yeah. Good. Is it? Is Ninja Turtles not number one? Because that's depressing. It's number two. Man, shouldn't be anywhere. I would see End of the Storm before I saw Ninja Turtles. Maybe. Okay, that's a bold statement. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, End of the Storm didn't even make it. Really? Yeah. Good. Not even... Good. <laughs> no, not Good. even in the top ten. <laughs> so, uh, we have a lot of things to talk about today. I have some records I'd like to talk about. Some news articles. End of the Storm is number 12. Number 12? How much did it make? Made $702,000. Is that really it? Yeah. Which, I mean, is nothing Oh, wait, no, me. it made... No, it made more than that. It made, I was gonna uh, say. I don't know. It made like three million. For a movie like that, that's nothing. Yeah. Like how much has Guardians of the Galaxy made? No, oh, this weekend? No, just in general. Oh, I don't know. Like I mean, I don't know if it I mean it's gotta be. I mean it's uh, it I mean it's tons, you know. It's made a lot of money. I'm, I'm sure, sure it made a, it took a lot to make, but they ain't it's made in domestically. It's made two hundred eighty-one million dollars wow. so far, as of September first. Over a quarter of a billion dollars. But, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. No, it's. I mean, it's the highest-grossing movie, Marvel movie ever made so far. That's awesome. Yeah, but which goes no one... to show how crazy Marvel's brand is, because it's based on a comic book that no one saw. I mean, no one read. Like, not a popular comic book. Well, it's kind. Of, I guess Into the Storm's kind of almost made its money back. Has it? It's, it's made forty-two million dollars domestically, and it was only fifty million dollars to make. Wow, that's more than I thought. Well, DVDs and stuff would <clears> probably be fine. Maybe I don't know on demand. Yeah, I mean, I'll never watch that piece of shit, but <laughs> everybody else likes it. My controversial opinion of the week is: uh, two nights ago, I watched Need for Speed and didn't hate it. Yeah, but see, the thing <laughs> is, is that, like, if you go into one of those movies with low expectations, it always ends up better than you thought, yeah, so you're just fine. like, yeah, watched, it's fine. I watched it at home, sitting yeah. on my couch with some people, and uh, it was entertaining. It's no fucking Fast and Furious, so no, it should stop, Aaron, but... Aaron Paul can be in anything and be engrossing, because yeah. after Breaking Bad, he's great. I mean, he, he, he doesn't really play a different role in anything. You just yeah. always see him as Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, exactly, which is fine, because it works for him. It does, and... He was just good in the movie, and the other actors in the movie were whatever. Yeah. And it was whatever. Well, Swizz Beats was in it, so. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, and he's a good-looking guy. No, he's not. And his friend who always, have you watched it? No, I was He either. always, <laughs> the best part of On Need for Speed is that his friend, like, in the beginning of the movie, they're about to have this race. 
And they go, you better get up there. And you just assume they mean the finish line or something like that. No. All of a sudden, this guy has an airplane. Here's two questions about that. A, <laughs> what? Or does this guy get an airplane? B, why are you following a race car race on an airplane? Wouldn't you get a helicopter, which would be cheaper than yeah, an airplane? Yeah, and also would actually keep up with fast. the... Yeah. It wouldn't make no sense. So then later in the movie... Um, they're in Michigan, and he needs to like escape the cops in this crazy fast car. So the guy steals a different airplane from the airport, and <laughs> no, no, a news helicopter. Oh, okay, my bad, a news helicopter, and rescues him again, uh, and tells him where to go. And then later in the movie, the guy shows up in an army helicopter. What is this guy? It's like, just one of those action movies where you completely suspend any belief of anything. Right. To just the point things just happen. Like, this is so ridiculous. That makes zero sense in any way. Like, they like they set up, like, for one second, they're like, oh, this guy's a pilot, so that automatically means he, he has can always get every... He needs. And when he shows up in the army helicopter, there's an army guy sitting shotgun who's, like, telling him, like, this isn't the protocol. You can't do this. Like, it just... And it's like, yeah, because he's a civilian. Why would you let him <laughs> right. take it? Like, it's just so ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. And then, like, after he saves them, uh, they fly off a cliff. I'm not giving away spoilers because it's fucking Need for Speed, so who cares? They, like, fly off a cliff, and he, like, he... Before they do, like, he drops ropes down from this army helicopter. They tie him around the car, so he's carrying the car. He drops it off the salt flats. And then he keeps going, and the army calls like, "You better bring that helicopter back right now. You uh, you want to get some protocol? It's so good. <laughs> like, it's so good. <sighs> and it was uh, it was entertaining. I watched it on demand, and I don't regret it. I watched uh, Amazing Spider-Man two. I that was the other one between that Need for Speed, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go Need for Speed. Well, this, this is the That's thing. So much I don't care about Amazing Spider-Man right. two. Well, I, I actually yeah, I was down between those two as well, but. I'm glad we picked different ones so we can spoil them for everyone yeah. listening and each other because I will probably never watch Spider-Man 2. The thing is, is like I, I, the same thing happened to me with the first Amazing Spider-Man was like I had such low expectations for it. I watched and I actually liked it. It was okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't After great. After Tobey Maguire, yeah. you could have put it just about anybody in that yeah. suit. And it was fine. The second one, I swear to God, unequivocally, might be the most uneven, ridiculous movie I've ever seen in my life. Really? Like, period. <laughs> like, the things that happen in, in it, the action, the, they don't justify it in any way whatsoever. Isn't uh, Jamie Foxx in it? Yeah, as Electro. No. And no. Does he play piano and sing to Spider-Man? Uh, well, here's an interesting thing. Don't even... The movie is... So, like, at the beginning... Like, Spider-Man saves him from getting hit by this uh, runaway car or whatever. Who, Electro? Yeah. Or is he Electro at the time? Not yet. Jamie Foxx is a guy. He's just Jamie Foxx is a guy. Okay. And he's a dude who who works for Oscorp and he created this electrical grid or whatever. This is the way they justify his character. Oh, gosh. The electrical grid runs on mutated electric eels. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, so this guy, like, uh, he... Spider-Man says, like, what's, you know, Spider-Man probably says that everybody he, uh, he saves is, like, uh, you know, when, like, just being nice to them or whatever. Right. And this guy, you know, is, like, a huge loner and, like, he doesn't have any friends. So the fact that Spider-Man said a nice thing to him means that he, like, is in love with Spider-Man, basically, at this point. Uh, and he, like, up to the point where, like, he has now 
even though he's only met Spider-Man once and had no prior contact with him, okay. suddenly they show him in his apartment, and it's his birthday, and he has all this Spider-Man stuff on the wall. Wait, real quick, before, and, uh, we, before we fast forward to this. Yeah. Does it ever set up why Spider-Man knows that he's in trouble or like ever meets him and saves him? Yeah, so there's a part at the beginning where Paul Giamatti is a Russian gangster. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, okay. driving a truck okay. full of plutonium. Okay. Uh, and Spider-Man's trying to stop him. So during this, this guy... Okay. But then all of a sudden, like, they just... It's like the next day, and all of a sudden he has, like, all this Spider-Man shit in his room, or in his apartment. And... He goes to work, and everybody's mean to him. And then uh, he's trying to fix this thing, but everybody else gets to go home because Norman Osborn dies. But for some reason, he can't go home because everybody's mean to him and makes him stay. <laughs> so, of course, he you ends stay, up Jamie Fox. falling into the vat of eels, right? Okay. Turns into Electro. Okay. Okay. So... Then he ends up in the middle of Times Square because he sees that's where a bunch of electricity is, and that's how he, like, feeds or whatever gets, like... Uh, this is the thing that makes no sense. So he's in Times Square, and he's, like, touching the electrical wires, and all of a sudden this cop decides, like, he because he, he's touching those, that he's going to pull his gun out and try and shoot him. What? Where he, like, he tells him, like, oh, stop it, stop it, don't do that, and then he's, like, going to shoot him, and it's, like... But he wasn't even doing anything. I mean, what do you want to figure out what's going on first? Or maybe right. if a guy was electrocuting himself, not shooting him would be the first. So this guy's this, killing himself. He's yeah, dead. Yeah, exactly. So then like all these cops show up and they're all like immediately show up. It makes no sense. Right. And then Spider-Man comes and for some reason, because Spider-Man doesn't remember this guy like immediately, but then does remember him. And like even like says his name and remembers what he said to him and everything, but that's not that's not enough. Like uh, he just hates Spider Man all of a sudden. All of a sudden, hell, he's a villain. Yeah, okay. and he who wrote or directed the new one? I, was I don't know who wrote it. I think Mark Webb directed it. Same guy who directed the first one. But um, the way you're describing it sounds like the most like impulsive like no story movie. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. But then like so he like li like just hates him now. <laughs> okay. Then they set up Norman Osborn or Harry Osborn as coming into the picture as like Peter Parker's best friend or whatever. But he wasn't in the first movie. And then the way they introduce him in the second movie is after his dad dies, Peter just shows up on his doorstep one day and goes, I know we haven't talked since elementary school, but uh, I remember you being there for me when my parents disappeared when he was like three. Right. <laughs> And like then they're all of a sudden like best buddies, but then Norm and Harry's dying of the same disease that Norman had, and he needs Spider Man's. He thinks that Spider Man's blood will save him, or whatever, because it has the venom in it that like right. you know spiders apparently can like heal themselves somehow. Anyway, it's ridiculous. But what I wanted to get to was the part towards like he finds this. Uh, he finds some of the spider venom. They kept some of it from after Peter Parker got bit, and then they you know, destroyed all the spiders and stuff. So he injects himself with this stuff. Well, they had already established that it wouldn't do anything because right. he, like nobody has the same DNA as the Parker family. Cause that's the DNA that was encoded in this stuff. Right. Right. Somehow it turns him into the green goblin, <laughs> <laughs> even though they said it won't do anything to anybody <laughs> other than people in the Parker bloodline. I didn't even know the green goblin was in this movie. Well, okay. Now, so there's green goblin, right? 
he's there all of a sudden. Uh, so Jamie Foxx decides that he's going to go destroy the electrical grid uh, of the city of New York. Okay. To lure Spider-Man out in the open so he can kill him. <laughs> Which he really doesn't have to do because he can go anywhere and do anything and Spider-Man would show up. Right. <laughs> he could go like, mug a lady, like take her purse. Yeah, and Spider-Man <laughs> would show up and then he could fight him. So they go there and they're doing this thing. Oh, that's what I meant to say. When they're in Times Square, when he realizes he doesn't like Spider-Man anymore, all of a sudden he's looking around and they're like showing his point of view and like his vision, like he can see like electrical pulses from like people and stuff. Right. But then the score starts doing this thing that sounds sort of like a symphonic hate breed song. <laughs> and you hear this guy whispering. I don't know if it's Jamie Foxx or who it is like over it. Like, like you hate them. They're your enemy. <laughs> and it does that. And then all of a sudden, like, then he starts like shooting electricity and stuff. And they do it like three times. And it makes no fucking sense. And they don't ever do it again. It, I don't even know if it's supposed to prove that he's going crazy or something like that. You hate them. They're your enemy. Yeah. And it like rhyme, but it rhymes. I can't remember what the rhyme is or anything like that. Right. But it's like this like dumb, but it really does sound like a hardcore song. <laughs> so then later on, when they're fighting at the electrical grid, and the reason I thought it was funny you said he plays piano and stuff for him. Right. Is because while they're fighting at the electrical grid, there's these big like poles, like metal poles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Electro warps between them playing along came a spider. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like a like a weird metal version of it. <laughs> like a metal, like dubstep like without drums version of it. Oh my god. And it's so horrible. And then, like, he somehow, I can't remember how it was so stupid, he kills Electro somehow. Then the Green Goblin shows up and grabs Mary Jane somehow, like, for no right. reason. And uh, th- then they fight for about 30 seconds, and then the Green Goblin is out of commission. They don't. <laughs> and then, and, but Mary Jane is dead, so at least they did that. They killed her. Or not Mary Jane. Not Mary Jane. Uh, what, who's the other? Um... Oh, his his other like love interest that he always had. Oh, and, like, I can't think of her name. I, I Gwen Stacy. Yes. She so she's dead now. Okay. Sorry about the Wait, spoiler. How did she die? So <laughs> the it? Green Goblin like somehow they fly into a clock tower. I don't know where the <laughs> clock tower came from. Uh, and he like drops her, and then they're fighting, and it breaks a bunch of gears, and she falls, and she's falling, and then Spider Man tries to save her with a web or whatever. But, like, when he grabs her, she's really close to the ground, so she's be going really fast and, like, snaps her neck or something like that. Okay. So I guess, basically, Spider-Man kills her, more or less. And he doesn't want to be Spider-Man anymore, right? Right. Well, who would, after all For that? about two minutes of the movie. <laughs> okay. So he sees, like, a news report, and it's like, where's Spider-Man? Why isn't blah, blah, blah? Then they share this dude go, this mysterious man go, and talk to uh, Harry Osborn and ask him who, like what he wants to do about Spider-Man, even though he's locked away in this asylum. (laughs) And he's basically like, says like, get another villain or whatever. And then they introduce Paul Giamatti again, who's in it for 45 seconds. They introduce him as the Rhino. No, they don't later. Like, like towards like at the end of the movie, keep in mind, this movie is two and a half hours long. So this is like, seriously, like this Electro thing, they could have just ended it there. Then they go on Green Goblins in it for 25 seconds, and then he's gone. <laughs> then all of a sudden, the rhino's in it, 
and in this like ridiculous futuristic giant suit. Do they explain how he became the rhino? Yeah, apparently like the Oscorp <laughs> had the rhino suit and the man and like the mysterious man gives it to him and then tells him to go wreak havoc. Even though they don't show that happening, it's just basically like, you know, that's like right. So literally like they're at the end of the last forty five seconds is like all of a sudden he decides to be Spider Man again, and then he goes and fights the rhino, but it only lasts like ten seconds of the movie because at the end, like he goes and he says something says a quip or whatever the rhino and then the rhino charges at him like shooting missiles <laughs> and Spider-Man like swings around a uh a sewer lid and then as he's about to hit the rhino in the face it fades to black and then that's the end of the movie. So there's three villains in it. One of them's in it for like basically the whole time but then dies. The green goblin is in it for like 5 minutes and then is like gone. And then the rhino's in it for literally 40 seconds. I'm not fucking kidding about 40 seconds. And it's a two and a half hour long movie. The rest of the time, there's barely, there's not a lot of action. The rest of the time, it's literally just Spider-Man upset because he can't go out with Gwen Stacy anymore because he keeps seeing her dad, uh, like looking at him, like, don't do that kind of like, okay. because he feels guilty about involving her in his life, even though he's Spider-Man and he asked her not to, or asked him not to. My favorite thing about everything you just did was that I feel like you accurately described the new Spider-Man movie, no. but it sounded exactly like you were on an episode of Drunk History, yeah, where you were drunk <laughs> right. and like badly explaining how the movie went, and then I would watch it and be like, you left all this stuff out, but you, you're not. No, I didn't leave anything out. <laughs> oh, why. I left out the part where they walk around getting yogurt for 10 minutes. Like, it sounded like Drunk History, your explanation of the new Spider-Man. <laughs> it's just so oh. fucking... And there's also a part, which is the most inexplicable thing I maybe have ever seen in the movie. Towards the beginning, he, like, gets... He's, like, riding on this car or whatever, like Spider-Man would for whatever reason. Right. And his cell phone rings. And he decides to answer it, of course, in the middle of chasing down Does plutonium. Does he keep his cell phone in his spider suit? I guess so. Or is it blue But his... No, but... He, <laughs> I, no, no. He picks it up. Okay. Uh, but his cell phone rings in the, the cell phone ringtone... Is the Spider-Man cartoon theme song? Oh my god! What? How? What? There's no fucking because he's only existed for basically a year at this point in the continuity of that movie, and nobody even likes him. Everybody thinks he's a terrorist. So why would somebody write a fucking? Oh, oh I need god! To, I'm gonna watch it tonight now. <laughs> yeah, you spend two and a half hours of your fucking life doing the most pointless so shit. Is the villain in the third one gonna be the Rhino? No, what they're setting up for is they, they're trying to do a Sinister Six movie. Okay. But why? Yeah, <laughs> what? I, you haven't earned any of it. This is what people don't get, and I, I hate this. It's like they, they, people are like, oh, man, I can't wait for the fucking Justice League movie. And it's like, why? They haven't set anything up. Like, yeah, yeah they had the League. first three Batman movies. They're ignoring them. They're starting right. basically <laughs> from scratch with a Batman versus Superman movie. Which is not, has nothing to do with the Dark Knight series. No. And so it's not even set in like the Christopher Nolan Batman universe, so it's not even interesting at all th- at this point. Right. It's going to be a lot like the Joel Schumacher ones, I guarantee, or Tim Burton ones. They're going to try for that like over-the-top thing that they did. I agree. And it's so... like They haven't earned where they're going with it. So they're releasing that, and they're shoehorning Wonder Woman into it for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> Instead of just making a Batman movie, a Superman movie, and a Wonder Woman movie, right. they're trying to put them all together, and then they want to make like six more movies to introduce the rest, and it's like, 
why? Like, quit doing that. And like the, You're not earning it. The reason the Marvel movies, the reason their their Marvel uh, universe works, or the Marvel Cinematic Universe works, because they went from the beginning to now, and did. every step of the way earned what they're doing. And they didn't just start rebooting in the middle. No. No, they, they just actively added more stuff, which is what people like. Because, like, even Guardians of the Galaxy plays into the Marvel Universe. It does. It because does. it has to, because the Infinity yeah. Gauntlet... Yeah. For it, you know what I mean? But, it would be like, I mean, picture literally if all of a sudden the Avengers had come out and Robert Downey Jr. wasn't Iron Man. That's literally what it is. Yeah, like. exactly. You would just be like, what the fuck? Why? This is a joke. I don't want to see this anymore. But then the next Iron Man comes out and he is Iron Man again. Right. And, and then like, they're like, you get ready for Avengers 2, though, where he's not Iron Man again. Yeah. It's like, no one wants to watch that. And then, no. but that's like what they're doing with this stupid Spider Man thing is like, like Sony's trying, because they own Spider Man, they're trying to make their own sort of version of that. And it's like, no, just it sad. doesn't work because you don't own – if if Disney would just do it and spend – I don't know how many billions of dollars they have to spend to get the rights to all those fucking – like X-Men and Spider-Man back. Yeah. And Fantastic Four. And then reincorporate them into the Marvel Universe, they would never stop making money. Because no, would you would have all the characters. Like, And also, it's like Sony seems to like underestimate <laughs> that like – Count book, video game nerds, and stuff like that. When I say nerds, I'm like including us. I just mean people that are into yeah. that universe aren't as stupid as Sony acts like they are. No. They see stuff like that and like, this is a joke. Yeah. It was like that last Superman movie, the new Superman Batman movie, even like after the Christopher Nolan ones. I'm like, this is a joke. Yeah, what's the point? I'm not even against Ben Affleck. I like Ben Affleck. Yeah. I think he'll be fine as Batman, but that movie, I don't care. No, not at all. Like, I, just, I already like, had the, I already had the best one. Well, like, why don't you build off that? Why don't you pay. Because Christian Bale even said he'd come back and be Batman. Exactly. No, you know, and it's like, well, just pay him the money. Yeah, I mean. He's the best one. So just give him the money and give Christopher Nolan the money to make the, if you really want to do it, just let him control all of it. Exactly. Because he understands it, at least. You know? That's what I mean. It's like, I like Ben Affleck. I, I like the idea of the Batman versus Superman tie-in and being in a movie, but I don't care. And until they give me a reason to, I haven't seen anything where I'm like, okay, maybe I'll no. see this. I, yeah, I'm, I'm over it. Like I'm, they underestimate people, and like they think they can just pull all these like switches and changes, and people won't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. So basically, Need for Speed beats it. Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, too. oh, absolutely. I would rather rather watch that. <laughs> I'd almost, I'd much rather watch anything. So getting back to a rappers and R&B singers talking mm-hmm. about date rapey things. <laughs> Let's uh, pull out a quote this week from CeeLo Green because I want to talk about his new reality show with you. Right. But uh, a few things about it. Have you you watched it, right? Yes. Okay. Well, the quote, which is literally insane, apparently, is... I guess CeeLo on Twitter recently posted a bunch of tweets. And he deleted his Twitter now. Like, not mm. just, like, the tweets, but his entire Twitter. And he said something about giving a girl ecstasy. And then on the stand said... It's not rape if she's unconscious. Yeah. Which, which is, is like... Insane? Here's what I wish somebody would ask him is, what, what is it? Yeah. What, what do you call <laughs> yeah, it? What I'm is, just curious for your definition. Yeah. Because I'd just say like, that well, that's... like interesting sex. I yeah. Don't know. I would say that's literally probably the definition of... of rape. Or yeah. raping an unconscious person. Yeah. Like... <laughs> no, I mean, okay. That's like, the definition of the term sex crime. Right. Like, you you can't do that. That's exactly it. And, like, 
But this leads, I mean, that's terrible, obviously. We don't need to go on for long about that because that's a crazy quote. Yeah, and that's just it's what it is. Mania. It's insane. But uh, he has a new TV show. Do you remember what it's called? I do not know. For people who don't know much about CeeLo, he used to, before he was did that horrible, crazy song and did this solo stuff, he was in a rap group called The Goody Mob, who, who's awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're fun. They're from Atlanta. And uh, he has a new reality show where the guys in The Goody Mob come with him, too. And I only saw one episode of the CeeLo reality show. I wish I knew the name. Is it like The Fam? I don't know. Oh, it got canceled. After that thing? Yeah. No, bef- oh. before it. It's called The Good Life. The Good Life. That's right. And uh, in the episode, he's doing a huge Vegas show. But it's on a float. So he's going down the street. They're shutting down the strip of Vegas. You know, it's a big deal. So he has all the goodie mob come out with him. And uh, he also, his manager or production manager is like, we want to shoot flames out. And I guess Steeler is like, no, I don't do fire. I don't like fire. And they're like, all right, well, we got to do something. You know, it's Vegas. He's like, I want to ride a tiger. <laughs> Which, okay. Ugh. Here's a few things. I don't like flames or dangerous. I'd like to ride a tiger. Yeah. So he goes and meets a tiger. Like He goes to a place that like has tigers you can rent for like, you have to have a license for like movies and stunts and stuff. Yeah. And he meets this tiger, and after literally about five minutes, he's like, I don't think I want a tiger anymore because it's a fucking tiger. You don't ride one. He told the lady, and she was like, Well, that's really unsafe. You know what I mean? And he's a big guy. Yeah, he's already. an idiot. Already. So, like, so then in the episode, this might be a TV equivalent of The Amazing Spider Man 2. The Goody Mob guys, they're at the buffet in Vegas talking about the show, and he's like, You all need new clothes. You don't dress stylish enough. So he gives them money to get new clothes. So they'll come buy two Ferraris. <laughs> I don't know how much that would be, but it'd be over a million dollars. Oh yeah, easy. I don't care where you're shopping. How much do you give them to get clothes? It's so fake. I can buy Ferraris. And then at the end of the episode, he does the show. It goes off without a hitch. He decides to do the fire. The fire's nowhere near him. And then it's funny because the rest of the Goody Mob guys have to stand off to the side and watch. They're not allowed on the floor. <laughs> and he keeps on saying that me and my brothers accomplished this and that. They're not even allowed on it. It's so funny. It is the worst show. I guess it's canceled now, so that's no surprise. Do you think that that song, that uh, that, that fuck you song or forget you or whatever, Yeah. do you think that he's mad at that guy because he wanted to drug that girl and have sex with her? Right. That's what Because, you know, he sees her, he sees him riding around town with this girl or whatever. Right. And he's like... What's she doing awake? Yeah. <laughs> Wish she broke out of my basement. How's she hanging out with this guy? Fuck that guy. <laughs> I just don't, like, I was telling you even before we started recording, even if you're an idiot. <laughs> Which he most certainly is. Right. And even if you're an idiot and you have an opinion such as that, that it's not rape if the person is unconscious, which is already insane and you're crazy and an idiot. And probably a rapist. Yes. Um, how, you have to know at least that you're a celebrity. Yeah. And when you tweet something like that, can you really think that a bunch of people are going to get behind you? I just can't imagine your mind frame. You know what I mean? Of like, you tweeted that. You didn't say it and it got overheard by TMZ. He tweeted it. I yeah. just can't even imagine. Yeah, uh, no. Like, I mean. <laughs> it's like, okay, like the Donald Sterling thing was crazy, but like. It was still in the privacy of his own home. Right. And the woman secretly recorded him. Right. It doesn't mean what he said isn't real weird and fucked no. up. But CeeLo tweeted that it's not rape if the person is unconscious. That is insane. Yeah. 
yeah, he's a fucking maniac. Right. Like, that's like, creepy. That means that, like... And then for some reason, I picture Steve having sex, and I think of Mario Brothers. <laughs> I don't even know why. Like, I don't just like the Mario Brothers movie. I don't know. Huh? Never mind. I thought maybe, like, the sound effects or no, something. that too. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, what, what else do you got? Oh, I got plenty. Um, do you want to do questions? You don't Yeah, we can do. And then I'd like to talk about two records that have come out in the last week. Both I'm actually very excited about, so I'm not being negative. Yeah. I want to talk about two great records. Oh, when we, when we initially turn or opened the internet browser, it said that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie got married and it was a relaxed ceremony and very funny with lots of flubs. And it's like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, no one should give a shit if two people who have been together for like 10 years like, how got have they married. Been together? I didn't even know they weren't married. Yeah, I didn't know either. Like, I honestly didn't. When you read that, I was like, oh, they weren't already married? Yeah. Like, for real? I don't know. Don't they have, they've adopted like 30 kids from other countries, haven't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's good but, to know that their wedding was laid back. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad it's, to know that. It's good to know that... Uh, People who have millions of dollars can have a laid back wedding just like you and me. Right. <laughs> like they're just like us, Justin. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking ugh. So anyway, so Yeah, we let's can... uh, do some talk back and then uh, we can talk about some records and some games. And Powd as an NFL coach. Okay. Which I don't um, like, just so you know. That's okay. <laughs> uh Dustin Dustin Bingham wrote in. Um he's a friend of ours. In regards to the Hillsborough, Ohio, the theater is called The Colony. Daddy's real name is Rick, and he's, his only claim to fame is the fact that he used to do sound for kids. Who didn't? We already talked he about al- this. He always wanted bands to show up uh, mega early for no apparent reason, and if you cursed on stage, he would threaten to turn to turn down your decibel level in the mic. That's that true. That dude sucked. Also, <laughs> the band they played with were called the Deranged Gerbils. The colony is still around, and Rick still does sound, and they still have shitty shows there. Oh, thank you. I was you. trying to remember what that band was called, so thank you. And also, thank you for fleshing out that story a little more. Okay. <clears throat> right. I do remember that if you didn't, he would threaten to like turn on your decibels. And it's so true. Anyone can attest, if you're in a band, or you know this being in a band, if you go to any little small town, there's a sound guy or light guy that has said they work for Kiss. Oh, yeah. Every single one of them. I don't know what it is and why it's always Kiss. It's never any other shitty hair metal band or like Southern rock band. It's Kiss every no. time. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Hey, guys, check out <laughs> your favorite Nick said. Hey, guys, check out Nikki DeBee. Go loco. We should check that out. Yeah. So we're. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what that is. Look that up real quick. Nikki the B. How's it? N i c k y d a b, like as in the letter B. I have not heard of this. Me neither. It looks awful so far. <laughs> oh, I think I have heard this somehow. Maybe I have. I don't. It's just let you hear from the sources. There is a real gay rapper. His name is Nikki the B. So, um, let's check this out real quick, all right? I heard you the best papa, best papa, because you got that ooh la la, ooh la la. And I heard you the best mama, best mama, because you got that ill na na. Come on, let's go. I go loco, you go loco. We go loco, they go loco. 
loco, he go loco, we go loco, everybody loco, loco, they loco, go and do go loco. He's wearing okay. a captain's hat that just says homo across it, which I am totally fine with. That's fine. Um, it just sounds like Big Frida. I was going to say, is a like, did they say first openly gay rapper? No, it just said oh, there okay. is a gay rapper, like whatever. Cool, I support that, but that's bad, and that's not even rap to me, barely. No, it's not. What it's is just that? A, it's, sounds... Oh, it is just bounce music. It's just like Big that's, Frida. It's right. not anything it new. It sounded like a Dizzy Rascal. Oh, uh, yeah, it, could, it does sound a little bit like that. Like, it was bad, but... <laughs> I go loco, you go loco. I want to start some bounce music. Oh, it's not hard to make. Trust let's me. Let's make some. Um, let's see. Hey, dudes, this is a guy that told you to check out Danny last week, which, thank you for yes, that. that was good. I have another artist who may even be, be a bit better than Danny. That's not true. His <laughs> YouTube is the Tony the the, and he's the man. Let me say, let me just say, his music might be lacking slightly, but his dance moves blew me away. Also, I think it'd be cool if you brought Mara on as a guest if you haven't already. Lastly, this podcast is too sick, and I look forward to it all week. Love you, dudes. That was Bodrin Maceball who said that. We love you too. Yeah. And first of all, I'm gonna say. And that. also, if you like the podcast so much, how do you not know that Mara wasn't a guest already? Why haven't you listened to all of them? Yeah, there's only forty. Yeah. You've had 40 years. Yeah, you've literally up. had 40 years. Mara's dead. We can't even yeah, have her on. This guy's a racist. Ugh. Let's listen to his choice, though. All right. He provided us a good one last week. It's true. It's true. Uh, let's see. I always like when people send us terrible music. That's stuck in my head now. Which I hate even worse. What? You go loco. I go loco. You go loco. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, before you play this. We've talked about it on here before. I'm not even saying it, but there was a, a band called. What were they called? And something in blood. They hated you. Message in blood. Message in blood. Yeah, you go ape shit. <laughs> it's only, yeah. Yeah. I go ape shit. You go ape shit. He goes ape shit. Ape shit. Ape shit. And they were like this bad new metal band. Oh, it's the best. And then they changed their name to Skullfuck. I, they um, used to threaten Justin. We used to play with them all oh, the time. Oh, good. And then they, they, and then like one day they just decided they weren't like metal dudes anymore, and all of them got in a band called Four Ohms, which was a fucking like Dave Matthews band, like yeah, like Grateful really Dead. bad. Yeah, it was really weird. Okay, let's see what old Tony. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? This guy is full of gold. He really I is. Know I'm not so I'm, I'm I know surprisingly, I've never so seen cool, any. I look for this don't stuff. Don't try to lie me, cause I know the truth. Don't try to lie me. Don't try to lie me. Don't. He's like a fourteen-year-old. He appears to be like okay, a fourteen-year-old, <laughs> like. Like Arab kid, I guess. I can't listen to this. Oh my gosh! I, I see him dance, man. I don't need fake friends. That's what I am telling you. You can go away now. This is you definitely know a case. I don't... Yes, here he goes. And he's dancing. He's Not dancing. Anymore. Sometimes I trust you, oh but not I mean, honestly, I you know, he is a much better dancer than he is a... The worst part is, okay. is like, it. all it is is just, like, that's a kid who wrote 
bad poems because that's what kids do. Right. But then decided, I mean, and to his credit, had enough balls to make and record songs out of those poems. So good for him. And maybe one day he'll figure it out and actually be decent at it, but I doubt it. I was going to say is that's a case of definitely you should put the link up at the video in the blog because the video is a lot funnier than the song. If you're just listening to this, that song was god-awful. But the video was was entertaining. Uh, let's see. Hey, guys, I'm seeing... Let's see. This is a Peter wrote. Hey, guys, I'm seeing Lil Wayne and Drake tomorrow with two friends. Yes. Thoughts on Lil Wayne and Drake. P.S. J.R., I'm making the drive up from NJ to Toronto to see you... Who's JR? JR from Lesson Oh, JR from Lesson J. I guess this is when you're supposed to have him on last week when you couldn't. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, he wanted you to play a rock and roll pizzeria, JR, if you're listening. Uh, I'll let JR know. And also, Can you know why? Yeah. Because that's my favorite Lesson Jake song. Also, he said, Ryan, I donated $25 to your Archie musical. Yes. Um, and that he's stoked. <laughs> Uh, Thank you. Um, let's see, Lil Wayne and Drake. I mean, I think we've made our feelings pretty clear on here before. But nice. if we want, for the sake of repeating ourselves, you fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, First of all, if you went to the show, I hope you had the app. Yeah, the Street Fighter, the, the video game app. So I love old Lil Wayne. I, I do too. Love it. I think it's uh, my everything up app. into the Carter Two. I'm counting the Carter Two. Are you? I yeah, know. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything up say, through the Carter Two. Lil Wayne, and that's five albums. Yeah. So I can't say I dislike Lil Wayne. No. I think the first five albums, and the Carter One and Two, are two of my favorite just rap like records ever. I can say that listening to them now makes me angry that he became what yeah, he is. Newer Lil Wayne, I cannot hang with. I don't get it. No. Um, I don't even want to. I just think he drugged himself crazy, and it made a lot of people like him more because they like the style now. I personally can't get into it. He's had songs since the Carter Two I've liked. Um, the Carter Three had like three or four songs I liked, some cool beats. Not that he necessarily made them, but um, there's parts. And same with Drake is his old mixtapes. I like some of them. And then, well, Drake is weird actually, is because what's I used to dislike him a lot, and then I thought same. I came around, and I don't. I still don't like his like. I mean, not that he has old stuff, but the stuff from like 2009. What I was going to say is whatever the first Drake record was, I didn't like it that much. No. And Take Care, I did like a lot. Yeah. I thought it was a good record, minus Marvin's Room. And the new one is split. Nothing was the same or whatever. It's okay. It's It's fine. I don't know. Yeah. It has some really good songs and then some really bad ones. I like it better. I like Drake better when when he's being more aggressive. I would say Drake can be a very smart and lyrical good rapper. Yeah. And he has some good hooks. It's just like when he applies it, I guess. But when I say he applies it, that's just, I guess, me being arrogant. Because I guess it's more when he does the style that I like. But it's like... I like it better. Yeah. So that's just, I mean, normal. But like his like biggest hit, like Started From The Bottom, is one of the most lazily written songs. It's not songs. a song. No. I, it's not even verses. That's what I mean. When I first heard that, because I really like Take Care, mostly front to back. Even the R&B stuff I was cool with. Yeah. And then when Started From The Bottom was the first single off the new one, I heard it and I was like, really? Yeah. Like after like uh, Headlines and like Headlines Over My Dead Body. Yeah. Over My Dead Over Body. It's a crazy yeah. lyrical song and Underground Kings and like HYFR. And then you do Started From The Bottom. And I was just like, okay, I, I guess I get it. Even Trophies is a better song. And is. Trophies is two songs. Yeah, that's true. One song with that fucking awful guy who's rapping. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I can't remember. But... 
He rapped like this the whole time. Is it, I'm not sure if it is, but I know who's going to get popular, and I'll call it right now, is Party Next Door. I don't like Party Next Door. That's not him. I don't get why it's popular, yeah. but I'll predict it right now on this podcast. In the next year, Party Next Door is going to be huge. It's a guy that does like R&B, hip-hop stuff from Toronto as well. Drake does songs with him now. Yeah, I don't, yeah he's going to be massive. Party man. Next Door, I think, is bad. Yeah. I don't like it, but... Uh, no, this is some other guy that's on um, Young Money, Cash Money, but... Uh, then like, but when Drake comes in and it turn literally turns into a different song because the music changes completely, right. it does. It's actually pretty good, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I mean, I have the same problem with both of those guys. Is that I just don't think. I mean, I think Lil Wayne is definitely talented. You don't get to where he is without it, but he's I become he less talented. talented. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's become less talented as time went on because he realized what made money. That I think he literally kind of drugged himself stupid. I mean, he almost yeah. died. Yeah, from it's true. Drugs. Like, and then just kept doing them. Yeah, like, I think he... I don't think Lil Wayne now has the same concept in his mind of how to write good rap and hip-hop like he did around, like, 500 Degrees and the Carter 1 and 2. No, no, And even, all. for some purposes, the Carter 3, but then, like, you get into Lollipop and all that. Yeah. You could tell he just started, like... <clears throat> if that's what he wanted to make and people like it, that's cool. I'm not one of those arrogant people that's like, he should have kept doing what he did. No. I have those old albums, and I like them. Yeah. But the newer stuff... He gained a million new fans, so I'm not important, and I don't think I am. No. But I fell off the train. Yeah. I'm good. It's not for it. me yeah, anymore. Yeah, I don't need it anymore. I'm good. That would be my opinions. But the Carter 1 and 2 are two of my favorite rap records. I yeah. love them. I think they're lyrically amazing. Like, literally amazing. One of the best rappers at the time in the world. Yeah. Now, nowhere close to no. me at all. Even, <laughs> like, no. at all. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, that was, that was good. Thank you. It, uh, your favorite Nick, who wrote in before... With Nikki to be, <laughs> so wrote, "Hey guys, what is the best way to find a good job?" Um, it depends on what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do something for yourself, then the best way to do it is just go do your stuff and then put it out there, like as I, best you can. I was like, gonna say is, I mean, I've been incredibly lucky. Is like you and I get to do this podcast, and we're starting to find some sort of success. Like, I mean, just success in the way where people listen to it and care, and in mixtapes. We just wrote songs and just started playing, and we made money doing that. Not a ton by any means, but I mean, right. lucky enough to make any a penny off of it, right? Of this podcast or a band. So if you're talking passion, I think just go do it. Yeah. Like, you literally have to go do it. And it sounds so generic, but I think it's so true. Yeah. Like, I just started touring, like we all did, and the band, and you and I had the idea for this podcast. Yeah. So we just started talking every week and made sure not to miss a week unless there was like a good reason, mm-hmm. which we still don't. Unless like Justin had to move last week, that's a good reason. Outside of that, like it's not like we're like oh, I got plans. You know, like every Monday. I mean, yesterday was a holiday, but you yeah. know what I mean. Like we do it every week. <clears throat> you just got to be steadfast at it. Outside then, of that, uh, I guess online because I actually was reading some funny tweets the other day. It was just like talking about like older people, parents and grandparents. And it's so true. They're like, you got to get your resume together and this and that. And it's like, yeah, it's all online. No well, here's no my, one. my best advice. If you want to find a job that you're looking for, like just a, like an actual job, there's a website that a lot of people don't use, but a lot of companies do called simply org, And it's <clears throat> the best, like, cause they don't do any of the shit that monster or career builder does. They just have a lot of like really easy to read listings and then really easy to use like resume tools and stuff like that. That way you can submit to like a bunch of companies at once. 
but they seriously have like really good jobs and there are a lot of entry level things on there. So if you don't have like a degree or something like that, you can find something. Um, but you should look into that website if you're wanting like a regular job, you know? Right. Um, or just go, if you want a job like at a place that you hang out or that you want to hang out at, just go hang out there and like, like get to know people and then ask them if they have any openings or whatever. Which I can tell you is provenly true because I've gotten so many jobs just by hanging out places. Yeah, exactly. Like you, it's not really as hard as you think. And especially like if you want to, especially if you want to work at like a bar or something like that, or like a venue, yeah, you're going to work like shitty jobs at first, but if you stick around long enough, like eventually you'll do like fun, like cool stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, now that I'm home for a while, I just got a job. I'm excited. What at uh that same at the place where our friend works? No, I actually I'm uh working teaching uh guitar and like song, oh, yeah, song, right. yeah. songwriting courses. Yeah, and, yeah. Like songwriting stuff and I'm excited about it. It's gonna be fun. So I'm gonna do that. <clears throat> I'm um, gonna teach people how to shred on a guitar and write songs. Good, maybe they'll stop playing the shitty songs I hear them play every time I walk into a guitar center. They will, and now they'll play the shitty songs that I ask them right. to play. Exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hey, Ryan and Justine. What? Wait, does uh, this person know? Or no. Or is that an accident? It, it, it's just a person who doesn't know us. Well, we should explain Their this. name is Control the Jism. Uh, <laughs> love the podcast. Just wondering, what are your views on American gun law, America's gun laws and about police carrying weapons? I know Ryan is gun owner, but it seems the UK have way less to no problems with shootings. Sorry if I'm a racist. <laughs> Hashtag LGFG. You are racist. Right off the bat, <clears throat> let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Second of all, I don't know what made you call Justin Justine, but I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Is that Justin has a character that he slips into sometimes named Justine, who's a little creepy. It's my sister. It's not character. No, it's you no. acting like a girl. Ryan, <laughs> first it is of not. All. This yes, is ridiculous. It is. No, it is. You're being really fucking all ignorant right, we're right now. We're going to talk about this next week. I'm going to get some people on. Okay. And we're going to talk they're about all going to say the same thing no, as my sister. No, they're not. They're going to say it's you acting like your sister. Why would it be me? And touching my thigh and stuff like that and getting weird. I never did that shit. Okay, that's a lie. Second of all, um, I think we talked about yeah, that pretty good at length last. I mean, gun laws in America, first of all, I feel like is a <clears throat> it's a good question because especially now, I think you asked a great question, even though we've talked about it. Because I feel like with all the crazy shit happening with cops and like civilians, it is a good, interesting point. I don't want to harp on it for too long because the news and every podcast in the world, and we've talked about all this stuff. Yeah, but I feel like a you can't really say it. people. I think outside of America say American gun laws. And I feel like a lot of those people who don't live here don't understand state to state how different gun laws are here. Yeah. There's not American gun laws. No, if we you don't go have from like a, Texas yeah. to Ohio to Chicago, I mean Illinois, obviously, you have three different worlds of gun laws. Yeah. Like in Texas, you pretty much can own guns, do whatever you want. If someone walks onto your lawn, you can shoot them and there's a good chance you're going home two nights later. Yeah. With no consequences. Yep. In Ohio where we live, I do have guns. If someone was on my lawn and I shot them, I would go to jail, mm-hmm. which I should. I'm not defending that. I'm just saying. If someone broke into my house and was a threat and I shot them, that's okay. In Illinois, pretty much, if you own a gun, you know what I mean? Like, you can't go buy a handgun like that easy. Like, state to state, it's so different. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not an expert. So anybody listening, it's like, I need to correct this motherfucker. Just because I own some guns. I know a decent amount. I'm not an expert on guns because I'm not some, like, I'm not gun crazy. 
I own some guns. I like to shoot them. It's whatever. Yeah. I'm not like some NRA crazy right wing person by any means. No. And then and like and that's the other thing people don't understand is like in in the US, like states' rights is a huge issue for some people. States' rights are a huge issue. <clears throat> Even when it comes down to not guns like gay yeah. marriage. Yeah. People don't understand when they kept on going, Obama supports this, doesn't support that. Obama has no say on gay marriage. No, because it didn't matter. It, it doesn't o- matter. It's, it's overturned at the state level. Right. And if there was like a national mandate, then they would get signatures to have a vote nationally for it or against it. It's like the same they, as why pot's legal in Colorado and Washington, but not here. Those yeah. states decided that. Right. And it's the same thing with guns and stuff. It's like people think like somebody could make sweeping le- legislation. And yeah, they could, but then the states would go and fight it in the Supreme Court and be like, "Well, we don't want that for our state." And or people whatever. would go crazy. Yeah, people don't get that. Like, it would be like okay, like if if the United Nations all all of a sudden said like, "Well, we're in control of Europe," and then we're these are the laws that we want for all of Europe, and then like France and Germany and whatever were like, "No, we don't want those." It's the same right. kind of thing. I mean, not that that could ever happen because the UN isn't a governing body of like anybody. No. But I'm just saying, like as an example. But um, your question about cops. Look, here's what I, it comes down to for me: the Pentagon shouldn't be arming police forces in the United States. No, fuck no. And on top so, of that, cops. Maybe cops have been out of control for a long time, but the internet and how crazy our technology is has gone to show how crazy cops are out of control. Yeah, there's too and much. Anybody like, listening with this crazy shit of like, whoa, my brother's a cop and good cop, bad cop. I don't care. Yeah. What I care about is the fact that police are like at a crazy, alarming rate, factually shooting unarmed people. Yeah. And I'm not even talking race. I'm not talking state. I don't care. It's yeah. not that I don't care. I'm just saying let's stop making this about race, white privilege, this and that. Policemen, the people that are paid servants by American citizens, paid for by our taxes, are getting armed by the government and shooting unarmed people that are in a lot of cases innocent. They're shooting dogs. They're shooting human beings. That yeah. is wrong. I don't care if you want to bring race into it, if you want to bring, well, there's good cops, bad cops. But police it's should like not great. be there's, doing this. There's also people who are murderers like in jail that you could argue are good people. They just murdered someone. You That's know what just, I mean? It's like, like you could say, yeah, they go home, they feed their family, they're good to their friends. Well, they it's good help for you. People out. And like, people always say that about cops is like, I guess the best example that I heard somebody say is I don't – Okay, I definitely listen to some crazy podcasts and some people out there, but I don't necessarily agree with who straight up think that, like, we should just start killing police. And before that sounds crazy, I don't agree with that by any means. But the reasoning, at the end of the day, I understand, is what they're saying is that if 10% of Americans started killing policemen, then policemen would stop wanting to be policemen, which is probably true, because one out of every 10 is like, if I pull this person over, they might kill me. I don't agree with that. What I'm saying is, to lead into what I'm saying... Is that their point that they made with, that I don't agree with necessarily by any means, is that just because a cop's eating lunch somewhere and something happens, they get attacked. They're not necessarily an innocent person, like, just because they're at lunch eating at Bob Evans, like, some biscuits and gravy. They could have just shot someone's dog, shot some unarmed kid in the head, now they're no. at lunch. No. And no, I'm not, I'm not generalizing cops, but there's so much of it happening that I feel like if there's these good cops out there, like, they should be standing up and being like, this is fucked up. And there and I don't are. I mean, passionate about yeah. this stuff, but it's a huge deal to me because it's crazy. Well, then there are people like there are cops that stand up and say this is ridiculous. There are, but and those are great by and people. large, there are less of them than there should be. There are, like when absolutely, 
when people who have been in war zones and stuff say, I would never have acted like this when I was in a fucking war. Oh, my God. Then there's something wrong. I follow a lot of people, like, in Ferguson and stuff just on Twitter because it is something I care about a lot. And you'll see, like, dudes tweeting, like, here's a picture of me in Afghanistan at war. Here's a picture of a cop in Ferguson. They're, like, doubly armored, have crazier guns. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, like... <clears throat> over a kid this that you is think what, stole some cigars? And, and this is what happens. Is <laughs> This is what the problem is. Is like, As soon as like you give the Pentagon or anybody the ability to arm police because of Homeland Security, they will automatically train them against threats that are within their community. And by and large, those threats are probably going to be black people or poor people, no matter what 100%. the race. 100%. And... They're not training them necessarily to fight an insurgency like of, you know, Arabs or whoever they think the new boogeyman is. The reason why those guys are doing those training exercises is in case you get the fucking bright idea to do something. Exactly. Like, you think that, like, Homeland Security, like, actually means that they have all that shit because in Ferguson, Missouri, there's going to be... Uh, ISIS cell that shows up and beheads people? Right. No. It's because if a bunch of people, if a bunch of black people accidentally get out of hand and walk into Olivet and threaten and make white people uncomfortable, they're going to come down on them with a fucking hammer because that's the only way that they know. And that hammer they, is a machine gun. Yeah. And th- that's <laughs> like, and I'm not being like alarmist. I'm not trying to be a weird person. No. But like, if you look at that expenditure and you look at the amount of weaponry that's going to local police forces, local police forces. It's an army. It's That's what you're doing is militarizing something. That's what you do in countries where you want them to protect themselves is you go in and you sell them or give them uh, arms that we would use in the military. Exactly. What do you fucking think that they do in communities across the world? Like the reason why everybody's so well armed in other countries now because we went there and gave them a bunch of guns and it didn't work and they got the shit kicked out of them and the guns taken by people who are worse than exactly. the people who were there before. But that's what they're trying to actively avoid. That's the reason why everything you've seen on the news happens is because they don't want anybody to know what's happening. So they actively try to suppress the news crews and stuff like that, which is impossible to do because in this day and age you just can't. No. They come in and, like, if you're firing even if it's not live rounds, but you're firing rubber bullets and tear gas into people's houses who have nothing to do with what's going on, you're doing it for one reason, one reason, or two reasons. One reason is either because you're the worst trained people on earth and you have no right. fucking clue what's going on. Which and I the second is the reason case. is because you want to scare the shit out of the populace to keep them to shut the fuck up. That's exactly it. And I was going to say, the same only way you could justify shooting rubber bullets or real bullets or beanbags or any tear gas at a journalist is because you don't want them to report what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And I was going to say what's interesting about this conversation to me is that Justin and I have been, you know, close, insanely close friends for close to 15 years. But our politics are very different in a lot of ways. Yeah. When it comes to stuff like this, I don't even think it's – I don't think it's political. You could say it's political because it is. Yeah. But it's just common sense. Like Justin and I don't see eye to eye in a lot of politics, and that doesn't matter. Yeah. This is police killing innocent people. And if you don't want to say innocent people – if you want to be the person that says, well, Mike Brown might have punched that cop or stole these cigars, so he should be shot six times. If you think that, first of all, fuck off. Yeah, you're Don't the listen worst. to this. Yeah. Because, like, it's not even race to me. It's that you're insane. Yeah. He was shot six times twice in the back. 
Yeah. It's wrong. It's not it's okay. totally wrong. Yeah. Like, I yeah, I just so when it comes to gun laws, because of stuff like that is the reason I have guns and don't think civilians shouldn't be able to have guns. It's because honestly, straight up, is I don't trust our government. I don't trust the police. Does that mean I think we need to rise up or anything or shoot cops? Fuck no, I'm not crazy. No, it's not by any means. But do yeah. I think we should have the right to protect ourselves? Not even from criminals. That's my point. Is people always say, well, if you took the guns away, this and that. It's because until our government does something like it seems like it's for the actual people and the population, they keep on going down this rabbit hole that seems like they're way more against us. And I think it's terrifying. Yeah. And that's how I feel. Yeah. And I mean, I know there's people listening right now that think that sounds crazy, that are anti-gun, and that's fine. No, and but that's why. If you I, do think that, I'm curious. And I'm like, honestly, would like you to write in. And explain how you feel then about like these police shootings and all the craziness, because I don't, I don't see any other way. And if there is one, I would love to hear it. Yeah. No, I mean, I you know, I definitely have my own thoughts on like gun laws and everything like that. But you know, ultimately, like, and I'm not talking about it in a vast conspiracy type of way because it's not a conspiracy. No. Agreed. Agreed. I'm not saying that like there's a shadowy organization that's telling these cops to shoot black kids. No, I agree. I think it's. There's an organization that is the U.S. government that's using funds and old equipment that they have for homeland security purposes, and they're training people for urban warfare, and then when they let those people out on the street, that's what they're going to use is that training. Exactly they don't understand... That's the first thing they think of. Yeah. They don't understand how to talk to the community and be part of it. Right. They only understand that they are cops, they are the law. And you have to listen to them. I mean, if you want proof, just look at any of the pieces that have been written by people from law enforcement about this. There's like two that have said it is wrong. The rest of them are basically, do what I say or you'll get hurt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just, just... When you get down to the essence of our country and the way the police works, is that, say you're speeding in your car, a.k.a. you're going faster than a sign says you should go. If you don't pull over, and if you don't submit to that cop in every way they ask you to keep your hands where they can see them, you will either be locked in a cage or you'll die. Yeah. And even if you know, that's that, the sad thing is, like, there's been, like, I mean, even ever, even since the Michael Brown thing, there's been a bunch of other people who have died in police custody because they don't listen to them. There was a kid who died, uh, uh, like, last week uh, because they wouldn't give him an asthma inhaler and yeah, they said, and he was begging them to give it to him because he couldn't breathe. And they said, if you can talk, you can breathe. And then he died like half an hour later. This is the, there was another one this where gosh. a woman was in jail in, in a, uh, in their prison cell at like just a local police department. And she walked out to ask the cop if she could, she didn't threaten him. She didn't do anything. She just walked out of the cell to ask the cop if she could, uh, have a phone call. He grabbed her arm and grabbed her neck. I saw that pulled her back in the cell and threw her into it into where like you can sit down. It's just a hard concrete surface and her head got slammed against it. And she almost fucking died because this guy, she asked a question. Did you, what a fucking, that's a reasonable thing to ask. Did you see the Tosh.0 assistant? Yeah. Who got fucking, yeah. The guy was in an apartment with two of his friends. A guy that lived there was crazy or like a drug. So I don't know. That doesn't matter. He stabbed somebody there. They called the cops and the guy that got stabbed ran out, and the guy that worked for Tosh.0 ran out behind him because they were coming to the cops. The cops shot him four times, and he died because yeah. they thought it was the attacker. He had no weapon on him, no reason. The guy is now dead. The police issued a statement that said, we made a mistake. We're sorry. 
you murdered someone. Yeah. Like, that's not, I'm sorry. You say you're sorry when, like, I'm late to this podcast and you had to wait around for me. Right. You murdered someone with no right. weapon. And I get people already thinking, listening to this, like, well, you don't know what it's like when you're sitting there and you have this crazy guy getting stabbed, people running at you. You're right. But you know what? I'm not trained to do that. That's not my job. I also don't have so that doesn't uh, work. I also don't have a baton or a taser on me at all times exactly. so that I could have used <laughs> Exactly. Because here's the thing. If he had tased the guy, he'd still be alive. Yeah. Why are you using lethal force? I understand you heard somebody had a knife. Here's another thing. Your taser reaches longer than the fucking knife. Yeah. And um you shot him four times. Yeah. And we just named three examples in the last week and there's more than that. There's so, way more, and it's, it's not like uh, we're usually political. And I don't, like I said, I don't consider this politics. I consider this us being humans yeah. and like American citizens. I'm not. I'm not even saying that it's like a systemic thing that it ha- that it's happening every like, single day. I'm saying that if it happens more than once, and it's not just a mistake, right? Then, then something should be done. That's yeah. all. Agreed. And that's pretty much it. And it has nothing. To, that has nothing to do with politics. Has nothing to do with gun laws. We're not even talking racism. That is just police officers, which some I do think are racist. But regardless, I mean, I think it's been proven pretty much. But regardless, killing people that are unarmed, and some that even haven't committed crimes. But if you've committed a crime that's not deadly and you have no weapon on you, why are you getting shot multiple times? Yeah, doesn't make it doesn't make any sense sense at all. all. It's crazy. Um, Sorry, we'll, we'll yeah, I'll <laughs> refrain. I'll refrain from reading the next question that he wrote in just till next week because it's another serious one. But okay. he actually, this guy has pretty good questions. Yeah, for, it's a great question for I control think was... for being controlled the jism. Um, <laughs> did let's, you? Let's go back to movie and yeah. And penis this jokes. next one, this guy anonymous wrote in. Wait, an anonymous, the hacker group? Yeah, I think so. Okay, what did they say? Um, they're trying to get our nudes to put online. <laughs> did you guys hear that? Uh, that Fox may be making a TV show about River Cuomo's life. Rivers Cuomo's life. That's really hard to say. Uh, also, Ryan, can mixtapes play the real Hotel California when you guys play in Lansing later this month? Thanks. Um, first of all, that sounds like the worst idea for a TV show. I feel like River Cuomo's life, and I love the first two Weezer records, and I think he's an interesting guy. I don't want to watch that. I just feel like it'd be him sitting at a desk and then later on playing soccer and then later on sitting with his kid and then going to bed. I'll also say this. Our friend Scott, who's been on the podcast twice, just interviewed all of Weezer, including Rivers, for the new Alternative Press, where he's the editor. And it was a terrible interview, and it was not because of Scott. I don't know if you read any of that. Yeah, he he seems insane. And I would like to have Scott in here to talk about it. Scott just interviewed all of Weezer. But it seems like Scott is in a very politer way than you or I would, trying to get to the point of being like, this new record's supposed to be returned to form. Um, the old records, you know, are this. And Rivers, it just seems like delusional, like in the clouds, where he's just like, well, the last few records, we're just a band that just, you know, tries this and does what we want and blow. And it's like, he skips around every single question that will be an interesting answer and gives like a BS <laughs> answer to it. That's because he doesn't have any interest in talking to anybody anymore that's exactly and that's because fine. he knows like look they already have their fans mm-hmm. they already have their crews they do every year though if they go on tour they'll make money they don't give a shit they make like money. they have no he has nothing to prove to anybody which is fine good for him but even at that point don't you still feel in some way that you owe it to people to like at <coughs> least talk like 
You know what I mean? Like, Matt Sharp hasn't been around for years, and the rentals, like, have a new album out, and he went all over the place, and he would answer every question. And the record's great. Yeah, and it's fantastic. And, like, and he's a really great person. And then Rivers comes right. out and is the most boring, of course, because he – this is my problem with him is that – and I've always thought this – is that he just seems like a guy who wants to be taken as a nice person but is a complete asshole. Well, and I was going to say, and the new alternative press issue, which people should read, and I'm not saying that because Scott's our friend. Last We bashed the last issue, bashed, because of Five Seconds of Summer thing. The new yeah. issue is great. Yeah. Scott literally asks every question a Weezer fan would want to hear, and they, number by number, avoid every single question Scott asks them that would be interesting. Like, he asks anything where you're like, okay, yeah, that's a good question. Every answer. And he interviews each member separately, and the answers are all such BS for the most part, mm-hmm. where it's just like... You can tell that Rivers is on his own plane, which is his band, whatever. Yeah. It gets to a point where Scott, you know, says something like, it sounds like you're saying this could be the last Weezer album. Uh, would you be happy? And Rivers says something like, you know what? If we stopped here, it's possible. I'd be happy with this album. And then he asks the other three people about it, and they all just seem like they think it's insane that Rivers answered like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's an interesting article. Like, you should go look it up. Everyone should read it. And then you're trying to impress with Weezer. I like Weezer. I love some Weezer. And uh, Scott did a great job, but the interview is crazy. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, As for the Real Hotel California, uh, sure, yeah, we'll play that. I know it starts in D. You got to remember it again. I don't. It's not like some old man answer. All right, I'll start in D. D I guess yeah. I'll remember that again. Yeah, I used to when I used to wrote it for yeah, Kiss. Back uh, when I... <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. This guy wrote in and said. This guy, Brandon, wrote in. I guess it's a guy, probably a guy. Mostly what we get is guys. Um, what? What? Anyway, what this guy you, wrote in say and that said, again. Nothing. Uh, Earl Devils Jr., the Country Boy song. I just can't tell if this genre is a farce anymore. You're welcome, slash, I'm sorry. All right. You piqued my interest. God, the fucking picture of this dude piqued my interest. <laughs> it looks like a bad like uh, swimsuit calendar for like five. I'm Earl Devils Jr. I'm a country boy. Of course I work hard. People don't know if I've got a schedule or not. This is not I... real. There's no way. He has a giant tribal sun tattoo. There's... People don't know if i got a schedule <laughs> no way or not. This is real. Please play it. i got a it. tough schedule. Turn it up. Why do they all say turn it up? They're never loud. Turn it up. Also, I'm kind of uh, convinced this guy has. Wake up, put a dip in, crack a cold one, put my boots in my overall. This is the country boy song. There's no way this is real. I like to gig frogs, like a good hog, like to swim in the creek with my bird dog. This is the country boy song. Okay, hold on. Please follow me. Either there's two options here. Yep. There's an A and a B. Uh-huh. A is I don't want to live in this country or world anymore. Okay. B, we finally hit the point where somebody figured out how to cash in on this shit and made the perfect song that he's not serious about. Those are my two options. I mean, you can give your opinion. Those are my A and B. That's it. There's um, no in between. My opinion is it's 100% real <laughs> because I know guys that are like this. Oh, this you guy work with them. You get to work with them. I don't exactly care. the same and talk exactly the same as a guy that I work with right now. And I'm not convinced that they aren't the same person who literally, this is what he talks about all the time. He seriously talks about dipping. 
He talks about riding his motocross bikes and uh, and drinking beer every weekend. And um, I half love you for showing us that, so thank you. And I have well, hate hold you. on a second. It's still Chew it up, spit it out, crack a cold one, and tilt it back. I'm tired of these city boys running their mouth. If the truck gets stuck, I ain't pulling them out. If you got a dip in your lip, help me sing along. Country boy song. Okay, here's what I think, too. Tell me if you agree. I think you'll agree. He has think, a rat tail. I think anybody listening that pays attention to anything will agree, too. This is the guy that I live in a town called Harrison in Ohio. That is, it's only about 15, 20 minutes outside of Cincinnati. But it's full of a bunch of rednecks. Mm-hmm. I went to school there for one or two days in ninth grade to see if I wanted to switch there when we moved there. And I remember Justin and I were friends, and I was just like, I can't go to the school. There's no way. I'll get in a fight with people. And I'm not some tough guy. Yeah. I'm not a fighter guy. But I would absolutely get in a fight if I went there. And I feel like this guy, if he's serious, is a perfect embodiment of everything we've been talking about. Of a guy that plays country, that basically like uh, co-adopts hip-hop into it. But would still be like, well, see, there's a difference between blacks and the N-word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, that's exactly absolutely. what that motherfucker is. Yeah. Is the guy that's like co-opting hip-hop into his culture. Well, is like a racist motherfucker. Yeah. He is. Which is I mean, so there's no doubt. in so many ways. There's no doubt. I mean, in my mind, there's no doubt that this guy's serious. 100%. Actually, this is the thing. I'm more, I'm more sure that he's serious than I am that like Toby Keith is serious. Like I'm more. Oh, no, I think I agree. I don't think Toby Keith is serious. Yeah. I like I've looked into it a lot actually. I've watched a lot of interviews, and this literally actually started when Red Solo Cup came out. I remember literally being like, "There's no fucking way." Like this, he's not this. He's so old. Like in the video, he's like this 50 year old man at like a dorm party. Yeah. And I was like, he's just making money. He's got to be. So I watched some interviews, some videos. I don't think Toby Keith is serious. And like we've talked about, Larry the Cable Guy. I don't think that makes what he does right. I think no. it's fucked up. I 100% believe that Earl Dibbles Jr. is completely serious. And I really think that he's one of those fucking idiot guys who's like, I'm going to roll cold, man. I'm going to fucking, you know, fuck Obama, blah, 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 like all this shit. Like, I am I know for a fact. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, so, I mean, so thanks for showing us that. That reminded me of a funny uh, tweet that I retweeted that you might have seen. Um is that LP, who's a rapper that I like, that Justin likes, that I've done a song with, a couple of songs. Yeah. LP retweeted, well, he quoted, this shows you how out of touch things are. And we always talk about, like, I'm not going to get political, but it's funny when people to me are like right wing, left wing, CNN, Fox News, because they're both so incredibly fucked. But CNN literally tweeted from their Twitter, which is more offensive, the N-word or cracker? Ponder that for a second. Go ahead, think about it. Ponder that question. Absolutely. LP's response was perfect, was probably the words you won't sound out, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Something like that. It was like the N-word or cracker. Yeah. Yeah, you just said crack. Of course. Cracker, A, is not offensive. No white person has ever been called cracker and was like, whoa, man, that's fucked up. Hey, hey, You know what I mean? Like, the fact that you won't spell out one of the words, which he made the best point, is like, and CNN for real tweeted that. That's so fucked. It's so fucked. Like, it's crazy. Let's move on to more funny questions. Uh, oh, that's a, that is almost so ridiculous that I do find it funny. I can't. Cracker. If anybody's ever been offended and been called a cracker by someone of a minority, please uh, message us. Yeah. Tell us about your experience of being uh, racially harassed. Yeah, and the worst <laughs> thing about that is, is like, 
the word cracker comes from slave owners. It's the it's it's the person who would crack the whip. Right. So what like <laughs> how so is that offensive to white guys like they're so oh, you uh <laughs> like <wrong. laughs> yeah it's like i just can't like there are uh, so many reasons that's incredibly insane especially because thing. like if you called like one of those southern dudes like that a cracker he'd be like hell yeah i would too if, I, if right, it was still yeah. if it was still allowed man or, earl dibbles Jr. yeah he whatever. fucking would he probably wishes he had a slave i wish somebody would drown that guy <laughs> Well, he might do it to himself. Give him a few I'm months in the fucking, mud. Give him a few more months in the mud bog. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yo, homies, it's your friend from Carlsbad. First off, I want to say how much I love uh, Big Snackers. It's helped me through my recent move. Helped me fall asleep and get soaking wet dreams, apparently. Mm, someone okay. wants a turtle tug job. No, no one wants a turtle tug job. Tell him what a turtle tug job is. I can't because you don't tell me. I what told it. you. No, you didn't. All you said was, I'm going to keep saying it to you no, subliminally. No, 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 you're wrong. I said, it's when I lay on my back like I'm a turtle. Oh, yeah, that's so right. So I can't turn around, and I can't, my arms can't you reach know, me. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> what? Because that sounds so gross, like those people who uh, want to dress up and be treated like babies. No, that's fucked up. That's weird. Oh, and getting your arms tied so you can, can't move them right and laying on your back and wiggling around like a turtle while, you, while someone jerks you no, off. while you do. Oh, yeah, that's while not... You okay, do. while I do. That's not <laughs> weird. We've been friends for so long. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> it's not that weird. TurtleTugJob.com. It'll be up this week. Will you type that in real quick? Will you just Google it? Will anything come up? I fucking hate you. I'm so curious. I I literally made that up today. I made uh, it up. See, what's funny is you think me and Justin just do this for the podcast, but this came because before we were recording, I was telling them about the turtle tug job. And that's true. Now it looks like you can get it still. (laughs) Yes. Want to start a website with me? No, I fucking do not. Or anybody listening that would like to start a successful website with me at turtletugjob.com. No one, and I can (laughs) literally, no, I can unequivocally say (laughs) without a doubt, there is no one who wants to see you on your back helpless getting a hand job. (laughs) It's not me though. We'll start the website. That's what you just said. No, if you were doing it, the website, we'll find other guys that dress up like turtles. I can't even say it without laughing. Just forget. TurtleTugJob.com. I want to beat the shit out of you. God, you're the most infuriating person sometimes. Why? Why? Do you have a reason? <laughs> Don't fucking... <laughs> uh, he says, anyways, you guys should design merch. Possibly a shirt that has your logo and name on the front. And under it, bold yellow lettering, lettering, looking good, feeling good. And on the back, hashtag LF or LGFG. I'd buy it for sure. It's become my catchphrase around the house. Keep it up, dudes. <laughs> I am, I am, I am one second away from cracking that Everfresh bottle on this table and stabbing you to death in this basement. I can't even look at the picture. I just. <laughs> Ryan just drew what appears to be uh, it looks like a candy bowl with like a really fucking sad turtle laying inside of it with a huge like skinny dick like like a bully stick like have you ever seen one of those in a pet, st- uh, pet store oh uh, 
Oh my god. Will you stop doing this? Can we fucking record our podcast, you fucking sicko? Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. My stomach is literally in pain. Okay. It's finished. Great. What? So he wanted us to make a shirt that says "Looking Good, Feeling Good" on. I heard. It. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> I will tell you right now. Even though we like you, that will never happen. Justin doesn't like looking good, feeling good. Mainly no, because here's the thing: it's a good phrase. I'm glad you all like it. But you didn't have to look at me in that red hat and that Hawaiian. Yeah, shirt. you didn't. <laughs> uh. <coughs> hey Ryan, is there one last mixtapes tour in the works or anything before Fest? Uh, there's like five shows. And where are they? They are um, Cleveland, Lansing, Toronto in September. You can check our website. And then uh, a few shows down to Fest, which we'll announce in the next week or two. But no tour, no. So that answers the question, I think. So here's the problem. We can't do a full tour because just won't give me back my crank. <laughs> you are dangerously close <laughs> to fucking dying tonight. Um, Justin, I text Justin, and he never appreciates my texts. I don't appreciate them. I don't want to. <laughs> I'll text him in all capital letters, such as, Hey, man, have you found my crank? Here's the problem. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, Well, the problem is that I also don't know what I'm talking about. But I'd like you to find my crank. Well, I'm not going to. Fine, fine, fine. Uh... Love the show. Y'all should have more members of small bands on. Everybody knows Less Than Jake slash The Wonder Years, etc. Get some cool small bands on for exposure. Whoa, we already whoa, did. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, I don't like... Well, it. No, here's what I don't like. You didn't even give us uh, 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 examples of who we should have on. Here's what I don't like is that he thinks that we would fraternize with smaller bands. Yeah, no, not doing that. We talked that. to All American Rejects in The Wonder Years because we are in high social circles yeah. here at Big Snackers. We don't want to talk to smaller bands. Yeah, we talk to the, we talk to the guys from Modern Baseball. Well, they're like, getting you, bigger now, yeah. I guess. We talked to uh, we had the guy from Real Friends on. What are you talking? They're about? They're getting bigger too. What does he want? I don't know. I'm curious. Why don't you write us? Yeah. You, here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell us the exact band you want, and Actually, I will make I'll tell sure you we have that band on. I'll tell you what. If you're in a band, you tell us, and we'll have you on. Yeah. Let's I don't do even that. care if it's a shitty local band. If you've only played one show, we're going to talk to you next week. Yeah. Which next week I was going to say, I'm excited. Um, I talked to Brad, our friend that lives in South Korea. Yeah. And he is going to be on next Monday. And like I said two weeks ago. Maybe you can ask him about your crank. (laughs) (laughs) Our friend Brad, we know from high school, like I said, he moved to South Korea with his girlfriend just to teach English. And it's crazy. Like if you Google him and stuff, um, he's become the biggest American or like white person in South Korea. He plays drums in this band there that came in second on the Korean American Idol and uh, literally like goes to the mall with his band and like gets mobbed down by people and chased. And uh, I just talked to him actually yesterday and he's going to be on next week because he had family in, in South Korea this week. So that's going to be awesome. And his band, I always forget their name. They're called Busker Busker, B-U-S-K-E-R twice. So um, it is crazy. So I'm excited to talk to him because we've never had a real conversation since he moved to South Korea outside of like Facebook. Yeah. 
and he has a crazy story. I'm just writing notes for the show this week. I'm I'm listening. Oh, okay. But uh, yes, he will be on next week, and it's for smaller bands. Um, I feel like we talk about smaller bands a lot. I guess we don't have. I mean, what's smaller? I don't know. I mean, we've been trying to give exposure to smaller bands by having a song at the end of our episodes. And that, I mean, we had Sorority Noise on here, which a lot of people have thanked me for, like a ton of people, and like that band's great. And yeah, and I think, I mean, look, we're show. doing a lot for smaller bands. What the <laughs> fuck? Who the fuck does this guy think he is? You know what? From now on, we're only talking racist piece of to, shit. Blink one eighty two. Yeah, have no. Tom DeLong on every week. Please, God, Tell don't do that to me. Please, don't do that to me. Forty of him running yeah. up buildings. <laughs> You know, you could be across the street on top of that building, but you wouldn't know because your mind wouldn't let you. I hate you. I hate him for saying Where that Where are you? Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, no, tell us what bands you'd like to have on. Anybody listening, if there's a band you like, hit us up. We'd love to have them on. We like talking to bands. We like talking to musicians. And because I pretend to be a musician. Yeah, you're not very good at it, but. No, but <laughs> I faked it. I faked it pretty well. But, uh, okay, I'd like to talk about two things with you. Um, yeah. Because we've been getting more good at being positive about music. Yeah. And two records came out in the last two weeks that I love. Okay. Um, I listened to one the last few days. I listened to one a lot today. But uh, the new Counting Crows, which just came out today, which I listened to a lot of love, and the new Jeezy album, who I guess is not Young Jeezy anymore. He just goes by Jeezy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I guess because he's not young anymore. I guess so. <laughs> but uh, the thing about Young Jeezy, we'll get started, is uh, I love I love Young Jeezy. His first album, not ironically, is one of my favorite rap albums ever. Oh, yeah. I have a snowman, snowman tattoo on my calf. Yeah, it's awesome. And I got it because uh, I remember at my uh, parents' house, like, back in the day, I'm sure Just remembers, the floor would, like, leak insane amounts when it rained. And I had to, like, mop it up for hours until we figured out how to fix it. And I would just, like, watch... BT or MTV. And I remember when the first Young Jeezy music video ever came out off that first album was uh, And Then What with Manny Fresh. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. What is this? So I went and bought the record a week or two later when it came out. And that first Young Jeezy album, Thug Motivation 101, is still, I think, classic. And the second one's great. But the thing is, after that, I think he started to kind of falter some. Yeah. And honestly, the new Jeezy that just came out, I think, is the best thing he's done since his first two albums. All right. It's really good. It's really catchy. It's like more like his old stuff. He sounds like he's kind of having fun again, and just kind of like all the great ad libs and like classic Sith that Jeezy always did. So uh, that album, I have not stopped listening to. And then I'm the complete opposite of the spectrum of the entire universe. Yeah. The new Counting Crows just came out today, which are my favorite band. So maybe I'm biased, but uh, it's super good. Like it's a little more rock and roll and a little more upbeat than they've been recently. And it sounds, again, like they're just kind of having fun and just like when recorded a record. But it's called Somewhere Under Wonderland, which is the That's lamest, a terrible lamest name. title. Like, whatever. <laughs> I admit. Completely admit. They're my favorite band. That title's terrible. But the record is great. And uh, those are two, they're my two recommendations for the week. Is You should listen to The Counting Crows and Jeezy. Yeah. And, like, I'm talking to a crowd of people that probably listen to neither. At probably. All, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't been listening to anything because I've been moving, so I haven't had internet until today. I mean, I had my phone, but I haven't really 
listen to anything on Spotify or anything like that? Yeah, those two are both on Spotify, and they're both great. And then uh, also, I finally played the new Mario game for Wii U. It's great. What is this? Well, maybe it's not new, but the newer one, Super Mario 3D World. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty it's good. awesome. I love it. That and Donkey Kong Country. I borrowed my friend's Wii U. I don't have one. And I got Donkey Kong Country, Super Mario 3D World, and Mario Kart. And I thought I'd like Mario Kart the best, but I've played it the least. Like, the Mario and Donkey Kong Country games, they're just literally if you took the old Mario and Donkey Kong Country and put them with better graphics and, like, on a newer system and technology. Oh, that's cool. Super fun. Yeah. I've been very addicted. Uh, I played through the end of the second season of Walking Dead on Steam. I was literally yesterday talking to my roommate saying I need to download these Walking Dead games on Steam. I haven't played any of them. Oh, they're the best. I've it's never so heard somebody say a bad word about them. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard anything. The second season ends like... It's a really great ending, but you can end it... As I was reading this like article about it in a bunch of different ways, so it's like... It'll be weird in the next season like to see how it plays out like how much different the game actually is from like how other people have played it and everything but it's pretty it's pretty emotional right like emotionally oh yeah it's fucking yeah it's a brutal like yeah it definitely it's really great though i mean there's such great there's it's just such a great game that like the characters and everything are really really good and like it's it uh i mean it connects really well on a personal level i think um, Isn't a Telltale the company that made it doing Game of Thrones in this? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they have that and that Tales from the Borderlands game is coming t- out. Uh, and... Telltale makes good good shit, obviously, but yeah. they know how to make fucking money. Oh, they are like shit. on the trail, like yeah. Walking Dead, Borderlands, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, that's like a license to print. Oh yeah, well, I mean, it allows them to do all the other stuff they want to do, like uh, the Wolf, Wolf Among, Among Us. Us and... Have you played the Wolf Among Us? Yeah, it's great. I was actually on Steam and I noticed there's like a package where you get every Telltale game ever mm-hmm. for 125 bucks. Yeah, but it's an insane amount of games. And I actually thought about doing it this week. Like they, you get literally every game they've ever made. Their older ones aren't as great because they were really trying to be like. What are some of their older ones? Like is it stuff I'd recommend? Well, Sam and Max is really good because that was like the reboot of the Sam and Max series, which is good because I love the Sam and Max. Sam games. and Max LucasArts or the Telltale yeah. reboot. Telltale reboot. Was it good? Yeah, it's great. I love the original. Sam and. Uh, their Monkey Island, their version of Monkey Island is pretty good, um, but then like their Back to the Future game and the Jurassic Park games, they're just like the Jurassic Park game just isn't. It's trying too hard to be like lighthearted, which isn't necessary. And the Back to the Future game is really good, but it's, I mean, it's a little too like kiddie. Like right. not not as in like kiddie as in like it needs to be like all dark and adult or anything like that. Yeah. But I mean like kiddie is in like it's literally probably made for children to play. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park, if you want to go by the book or the way the movies are supposed to be, shouldn't be lighthearted. No, not at all. I can't wait for Jurassic World. Yeah, I'm excited about that as well. But yeah, the they're I mean, it's worth owning, but you could also just wait because they had that Telltale, like that entire thing on sale for like $40 like a couple months ago. Oh, really? So yeah, if you just wait, you can always get it. 125 is technically a good deal for all your games. It is, oh yeah. But it's also $125. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, um, yeah, I was playing that and then. I don't know what I'll play now. I was thinking about playing that Metro redo. I was curious about that. And I thought about that. Or Madden, which I'm not a Madden guy. I don't think I've owned a Madden game seven or eight years. Yeah. Well, I got 15 for Xbox One. It's really fun. I mean, I'm not, I was going to say, for anybody listening that plays all the time, I don't know how different it is from 14. I'm not acting like I do. Yeah. But for someone who just picked up 15 for Xbox One, the graphics are amazing. 
the customization is awesome. Like I was telling you, like I created my own coach in my right. own season, which is like after my own team, and it's really fun. It's the, a good football game. The idea of like creating stuff in those games is what really would make me want to play them. Exactly, and because if you couldn't, I think it's a feeling of like having an NFL team that's like kind of your call with like especially good graphics now and realism. It's just exciting. Like it is fun. Like each game of your season, like you do the preseason, the full season, the Pro Bowl. And then you go on to next year, and you can like build dynasties, and your players will get older, and like you have to draft them and like trade them. And yeah. It's pretty awesome. Like it's really yeah. It's no, I, I mean, I just wanted to make weird, weird uh, things. Like what? Like well, you said your coach was uh, Kirk Brownstone. Yeah, Kirk Brownstone, who wears a tuxedo. He wears a tuxedo. He's large and bald, and he looks nothing like an NFL coach whatsoever. Yeah, I'm gonna make Pout. Okay. Who is very, would be a very good coach. No, he wouldn't be a very good, good coach. Motivator. We've talked about Pal before. Yeah, this we have. character that Justin created back when mm-hmm. we used to play WWE SmackDown. Yeah. Which is ironic because Justin and I were never into wrestling. No. I'm not like trying we to be cool. We love those games. I'm not trying to be cool. I like a lot of nerdy stuff, but I just never really got into wrestling that much. And uh, But the SmackDown games on like PS2 were fun. You create your own characters. And Justin made Pal, who was terrifying looking. I wish to God I had a picture of Pal. But it was Justin's superhero, so he said. Yeah. Who snuck into your room, made you eat your own cum. Yeah. When you're sleeping, he'd sneak in. And yeah. make you eat your own cum. Yeah, so... Why like, would he be a good coach? Well, he would motivate the players a lot. He'd give them protein. Okay, um, but... He'd, uh, you know, make sure that they were sleeping. You know? The right amount. No, this just sounds terrifying. Eating the right amount of cum that you're supposed okay, to have on so a daily basis. Basically, he would lock the players down in a room, make them go to sleep at a certain time, and then make them eat their own cum. Yeah. That well, what's wrong with that? It doesn't sound like a good NFL coach. Why? Then they won't be out partying and doing all kinds of stupid <laughs> stuff. They wouldn't get in trouble. Plus, they'd have the satisfaction of having an orgasm, which is what they're trying to do anyway. Okay, fine. You know what? I mean, yeah, they have to eat it, but that's good because it's like protein for their, you know. I mean, it's not. That maybe much he'd be like a coach where he'd put it into their like shake or whatever for him. <laughs> oh no! And trust me, you all, you keep saying it's not that much protein. You've never seen what that guy does. Powd? Yeah. So like, there's a lot of protein <laughs> okay. going on. I wish I had a picture. I wish you could recreate a steak out of that hose. Excuse me. What's Hold that? on. Say that again. I'm sorry. No, what I don't you recall say? saying anything. You said something about you could pull a steak out of that hose. No, I said he'd wring it out, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I bet you suck a beach ball through a hose yeah, pipe. that's right. And I would, too. Another travesty I saw on Twitter earlier today is uh, that Big Timers is absently missing from Spotify. Are they now? Because I thought they used Some to be on there. there. And then they only have edited ones. That's stupid. Not for it. What the fuck is the point of the edited part? I c- that's what I was going to ask. There's no point to it. Just leave it. Just put everything on there unedited. Now, to have Spotify, you have to be 18. Yeah. I went to a Christian high school. Um, my parents were weird about certain things. I get that there are some people that would have an edited version with two in the car with their parents. Yeah. What percentage does that make up of the Spotify users? It has to be an insanely, yeah, next insanely small and percentage. This is the other thing. is like... If you're looking for edited whatever, like I'm assuming it's because the kids are in the car. Right. Why would you want to listen to music you like while the kids are in the car anyway? Exactly. Just listen to fucking the Disney channel on there or whatever. Right. Like, stop. Like, you're already listening to edited bullshit anyway. Just, like, wait till they're gone out of the car and then listen to what you want to listen to. It doesn't make sense at all. I think it's goofy. That being said, Spotify, stop whenever I want to pull up a rap album. I like, give me the edited version first. If anything, 
Sure, put it on there and give it a separate choice. Right. And it doesn't let you know half the time. No. You're quick on an album. I don't. And you you can never it. tell if it's the first one or the second one that's exactly. the editing. And it's it's annoying. That's my rant on uh, big timers and cash money records on Spotify. <laughs> um, well, I mean, this is basically like two hours long. So is it really? Like, yeah. This flew by. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, I feel uh, like we should wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, I have more, but we can wait till next week. And as I say, we're going to have our friend from South Korea on and talking about how he has become a superstar in South Korea, yeah. which will be very interesting. Yeah. I drew Justin a good picture. <laughs> the look on um, his face. Will you, will you take... I don't have my phone down here. Go ahead and just take a picture <laughs> of that and then send it to my email so I can put it up like I did... Ruin the whole podcast with that fucking noise. That's cool. I didn't mean to. Can you email it to me? Yeah. Um. What to. else? Uh. Well, I mean, obviously, listen, follow, or download us on, or rate us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher and Tumble, Tumblr, Muddy, or uh, yeah, iCatcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please rate us. Whatever has a tiny letter in front of a, a capital letter. And just, you know, <laughs> That's very fine. true. Please uh, rate us and write in. And thank you for listening. We'll be back on Monday. So you will have to wait six days instead of seven. Yeah. With our friend from South Korea. Well, from Cincinnati. Yeah. Residing in South Korea. And a bunch more stuff to talk about. So thank you so much for listening. <clears> we appreciate it. What is your song? You said you had a song this I week. did. It's uh, off the New County Crows album. It's called Elvis Goes to Hollywood. It's awesome. And uh, let's do it about four can... times already today. But it came out today, so let's see if it's this song. Uh, there we go. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening. And we'll get in you next week. See you guys next week. Thank you. Right in. Michael Jackson out. As it seems Our broken February dreams Don't come true Do you remember me? I don't remember you Were you the one Who liked to sing To some other one It's strange how page of made She stays the same But we're always changing We are driving on the ceiling There are aliens On motorcycles Hiding Hey!
of name proclaims the last evacuation of a dream. The gospel scream, a song of movie stars and girly magazines. And spacemen too, from somewhere far away. You have 